Hey everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of Runner's Ramble. I can't believe I'm on the fourth episode already, but there's a special reason for this, because yes, if you haven't already heard, this weekend is the Great North Run. There's only a couple of days before it kicks off now, so, you know, the the training should be booked in. Should be relaxing, looking forward to the pasta party t- tomorrow or Saturday, depending on when you listen to this. And then you've got the big one on Sunday. So I figured um, I'd get in touch with a wonderful, wonderful person in Rin Cobb, who I got in touch um, via the UK Run Chat Twitter page and hashtag, so go and check it out if you can. Rin runs her own consultancy, um, P&D Consulting on Twitter. I'll put everything in the description so you can check her out. And she tells a lot more about what she does in the podcast. She, you know, I'm, the main reason I did the, this podcast was to put a lot of myths to bed, basically, and, you know, have people listen to, to Rin talk about what the do's and don'ts, basically. I know it's it's very last minute, but there might be one or two of you out there who haven't really got uh, a plan in terms of, of like, a diet and hydration. You know, I'm, I'm aiming this at the, at the first-timers, basically, um, because there'll be a lot of you who've done the Greenlands Run before, and you've got a routine, I've got a routine as well. Um, so you know there'll be a lot of people who might be asking questions and you know people have asked don't, don't know hopefully Rin's gonna help you with this in this podcast so it's 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 a good podcast you know I mean it, it did take a while to get the podcast up and running particularly with Rin um, because I, I record the podcast uh, way back in, in Thursday um, and then I had a you know technical difficulties with my computer I decided to crash and then lose the podcast so recorded it today um, then we had phone signal problems we even had a helicopter um, in the background at one point but we got there in the end you know uh, it was a, a great chat you know I learned quite a lot and I'm hoping that when you listen to this and after you listen to it um, you've learned a lot too not just for the Great North Run but for future running events you know because there might be some of you out there who love the Great North Run and want to continue doing long distance stuff this is all aimed at, at you um, so I hope you enjoy it please tell everyone who who you're doing the Great North Run with, or if you've got family members or friends who are doing the Great North Run also, to share and listen to this podcast, because, you know, the more I listen to it, the more the word gets out there, and, you know, it, it, it it's it's the best of both, both worlds, basically. So, yeah, so before I let uh, Rin do her thing and tell her what she does and, and we have our chat, um, just a, a good look to everyone doing the Great North Run. Um, I'm scared, don't worry, we're, we're all feeling it, we're all getting nervous. If it is your first time... Uh, I'll just give you these tips. Enjoy it. Don't set yourself off too quick. Um, it does sound like a long, long, long way, but let the crowds pull you along. Just take a look at a look around. There is not one part of the course which is it's empty. There's always a part of the course where it's full of crowds. So embrace it. Um, and just be careful. Basically, don't don't go off too fast. And like I said, don't try to to finish it as quick as possible. Go go run at the pace that you've been running in your training. So hopefully you've been doing the training as well. So just trust your training basically. But I have put a blog out there. Um, so check out the blog. I'll, I'll put a link to that and I'll put it on Twitter. So enough of me rambling. Without further ado, here is episode four of Runner's Ramble podcast with Rin Cobb. Okay, so this week's podcast guest, um, I'm very happy to say that Rin Cobb has joined me on the podcast. Good afternoon, Rin. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, enjoy the sunshine. Been for a run this morning, so um, all is well in the world. Oh, great! That's fantastic. Am I right that it's it's P and D Consulting that um, you represent? 
It, that is correct, yeah. It's a bit of a long-winded title, so performance nutrition and dietetic consulting. Brilliant. That's, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a bit about Rin, but I'll let Rin explain a bit about herself. So Rin, over to you. Um, so um, I'm, a, I'm a sports dietitian by trade, um, very much uh, someone who believes in practicing what they preach. So like I said, I'm a, I'm a keen runner and started out just kind of going for, for jogs when I was at um, college and, and somehow ended up getting the, the running bug, which I'm sure plenty of you listeners can, uh, can understand, and um, somehow ended up uh, running uh, ultras. Uh, not sure how that happened, but... Um, but yeah, it, it can get quite addictive. But uh, I'm quite. Uh, yeah, I like to try lots of different things. So I've tried a bit of triathlon, do a lot of hill walking, expeditions, that kind of thing. So anything that you know, um, anything that's outdoorsy, really, and that gets me uh, gets me active. And, uh, and and the longer the better. So if I have to think about my food, then uh, I love my food. So if it gives you a good reason to stop up, then uh, that's good in my book. <laughs> so tell us about your, what you do with, with the consulting. I mean, with the nutrition and. and that aspect. Tell us a bit more about that. So, yeah, I work with a mixed bag of people, mainly ultra runners, but um, some folk who do kind of multi-day uh, adventure races, that kind of thing, triathletes, Ironmen, uh, working with a, a, a rower who's literally at sea at the moment, rowing back to back to the UK from the States. Um, so really, uh, I, I kind of, anything that's kind of endurance-based, and, um, and people come to me with all sorts of different reasons. Um, Usually because they've had a race that's not gone quite to plan, and they think their nutrition might have been what kind of um, held them back, or um, sometimes people can get you know uh, they're not quite refueling properly, so they can get a lot of issues with like stomach issues or low blood sugars, that kind of thing. Um, or sometimes it's purely people you know they they put their hand up, and they say, look, I really don't know anything about nutrition. I've maxed out with my training and everything else. Please, can you just write me a plan? Um, and I'll follow it. <laughs> so, um, or even in some cases, I will make kind of nutrition packs up for races and stuff. So it's really, I'm just, I'm very flexible kind of with how I work. And if someone comes to me with a problem, I'll, I'll try and help solve them. But um, I do a bit of writing as well. So on general kind of nutrition topics as well as running and um, write regularly for Run Ultra. Um, and that's a good, uh, good resource for people who are getting into kind of maybe the more distance running and want an idea for different races, a bit like TripAdvisor, but for running. Uh, and there's lots of kind of helpful uh, articles on there as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much pretty much what I do um, from a sports sports nutrition point of view. And I also work NHS uh, in, in various different roles. So um, keep yourself busy, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's all good. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Very interesting, I've got to say, because I've, I've never... Never taught anyone who works specifically with nutrition before, so this is going to be a really interesting talk. Uh, I'm probably going to learn more than what the listeners do. I'm going to be honest with you, because I, I, I have a I have a basic understanding of nutrition, like uh, what to eat pre, post running, uh, what to drink, and you know what the do's basically the fundamental do's and don'ts. So it's it's basically I'm going to anyone who's listening to this who you know they've got a certain event coming up this weekend, um, the Great North Run, like myself who's running it. It's just to basically get an understanding of, of you know, putting to bed some of the horrible rumours or myths that may have crept up during conversations, whether it's been at work or with the friends and family. So the idea to get Rain on was just to basically, for you listening, um, to get a better understanding of, of, you know, what you should be looking at leading up to the run. I know Friday, you know, it's kind of like the, the point where of no return, where this is the, the last full 
day where you can prepare yourself mentally before Saturday where it all starts to kick in. So, Rin, with stuff like um, with, with Friday and Saturday, should should people start to panic with what they eat and drink now or should they just be just like try and keep it as mellow as possible and just keep as calm as possible and not try to over binge and stuff? So no, people shouldn't be panicking at this stage. Um, I think where people go a lot very wrong with uh, with nutrition is they try and overcomplicate it, and certainly um, sort of trying to to cram stuff in and, and sort of panic eat if you like in the days running up to a race, especially if it's a first race. Um, there's probably nothing worse than you can do. Uh, you much better sticking to what you know um, than trying to to fit in uh, lots of different kind of foods and the amount of food and um, especially if it's something that's been very last minute and someone said well maybe you should do this or you haven't done this and you know then you start worrying about it um, but certainly for a, for a half marathon like the Great North Run um, if you can uh, if you can increase your, your carbs the day before then that's um, that's probably a good plan but I wouldn't go crazy with this either because if you're not used to doing it then it can, can cause more more issues than than, um, than do you any kind of um, goodness on, uh, on Sunday um, but the idea behind that is that you maximise your, your carb stores, um, your glycogen, uh, if people are proud of that, um, and that's to top up in your muscles and your liver, uh, um, and that's because you, you're, you're going to be using a lot of carbs on Sunday, um, as well as your body fat for, for energy, but um, it's your carbs that you'll run out with. Unfortunately, we're not going to run out of our body fat stores. So you need to make sure that your your carb stores are maxed out as, as much as possible. For the speedier ones, you know, you if you, if you do manage to kind of... Um, eat enough carbohydrate they did before then you probably don't need to have an awful lot of carbohydrate during the race so if you're going to be finishing in sort of like one and a half hours that kind of time because um, if you if you top up those stores um, well the day before then um, you, it depends on your on your body size but you have approximately sort of one and a half to two hours worth of energy there but if you're someone who's going to be out for much longer than that you know if you're kind of within that sort of two to four hours um then, then you are going to need to start sneaking on some carbs on the day as well. But we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, so the day before, what I'd say is if you haven't done this before um, and if you haven't practiced kind of um, eating more carbohydrate than you used to, then just stick to having um, a good a good amount of starchy carbohydrates. So that's things like your cereal, your bread, your pasta, your rice um, at each meal time. So your breakfast, lunch and dinner. And maybe have some fruit or fruit juice in between those meals. Um, but certainly you don't need to be... Um, only eating pasta for the entire day the day before, uh, what you'll find is you'll probably get quite bloated and feel uncomfortable and, and you might actually gain um, a, a few kilos worth of, of body weight. And if you're someone who's been trying to get a bit leaner with all your running and um, trying to get a bit better for the race, then um, that's the last thing you want to be doing because um, carbohydrate is stored with fluid in, in your muscles. So um, that's where the, the weight gain generally comes from. Um, and then on the morning, I think the race is about sort of half ten-ish that you kick off. Uh, yeah, it's roughly about that. So it's totally up to you what you have for breakfast. Again, I'd say um, stick to what you know. My my go-to uh, pre-race breakfast would be um, a bowl of porridge with um, fruit or, or some dry fruit uh, made with milk and um, a bit of honey as well um, and a good strong cup of coffee. Um, but you can have all sorts of things. You can have a bowl of cereal, you can have toast with jam or honey, um, you could have um, crumpets, that kind of thing. Um, some people find if they, they do have a bit of a sensitive tum, then actually um, going for a, a low-fibre option on race day might be a, a better option. So that would be a white kind of uh, white bread, 
uh, you're, you're, you're not not your whole grade cereals. Um, so unlike all the other kind of health advice you usually get, um, so for a low fiber option might be a, a better a better way to uh, make sure that you tolerate things um, during the race. Um, and the other thing I would say is uh, not to to go OTT on the fluids on, on the morning of race day. That's another thing you want to be doing um, tomorrow on Saturday is uh, making sure you're properly hydrated and sort of having um, little and often throughout the day rather than trying to drink really big quantities in one go. Because your gut can only absorb so much um, in a certain amount of time. So what, what you'll find is that you just need to pee lots, which is to beat the purpose. And certainly on um, race morning, uh, it will just make you feel very full and bloated. And uh, you don't want to be having to find a... Uh, a loo every kind of five minutes during the race, or even have a bit of doing a, a Paula Radcliffe on uh, on race day. Oh. So, um, <laughs> is that also? Is that also? Sorry, is that also how you get like the the thing I call jelly belly, where like it just sounds like very gloopy and everything swirling around your tummy? Is that is that related to it as well? It can be if, if you've taken on a, a lot of fluid before you've gone for your run, um, and quite close to doing the run as well. Um, yeah, it can do. It also depends on what you've eaten. Some people find that they, um, you know, if they've eaten too close, they get those kind of symptoms as well. But uh, but yeah, if it's more of a sloshing feeling, it's probably that you've had too much fluid too close to your to your run. So, oh, well, that's, that's probably what people want to be hearing, basically, um, about what to have and what not to have in terms of, of, of breakfast and, and hydration. But what about stuff like sports drinks? Because... Uh, I know that there's some runners out there, me in particular, who like to have a sports drink after I've run. I'm not a big fan of having it before and during a run. I like to have it after. Um, what, what, what's your version or thoughts on, on sports drinks leading up to something like this? Yeah. So, yeah, so they can be a really useful um, aid during race day. Um, what I'd say is, again, if you're not used to drinking them whilst you're running, um, don't go gulping them all down um, during the Great North Run. You know, just take a few sips. Um, and, and maybe take it with you, uh, run with it for a bit and take a few more sips. If you try and drink the whole lot in one go, uh, what you might find is that you get quite um, quite a sore tummy and um, we'll have to kind of slow down and maybe stop. So, um, yeah, don't, don't, go over, don't overdose on them if, you, uh, if you're not used to taking them. Of course, if you've been using them during your training runs um, and you're quite comfortable with them, then by all means, you know, fill your boots, do what you usually do. Um, but it is good to have a bit of a, a mixture of, of water and the... Uh, sports drinks throughout the run um, just to try and keep those uh, your energy levels uh, topped up Brilliant nice. uh, so, so we've talked a bit about what you should be eating before on the day of the race, we've talked a little bit about drinking, um, what about eating and drinking afterwards? Um, so post race um, whilst yeah I realise people will be quite tempted and they think oh I've just, I deserve you know a whole box of donuts or uh I've certainly seen that before myself. Someone buying like a dozen donuts, uh, just buying it because he's just run a half marathon. Um, but um, what I would say is the first thing is to try and get um, uh, something like a milkshake or uh, or at least a milky drink into you straight away after you finish the race. Um, and that's that's got a three pronged approach. So it helps to rehydrate you because no matter how much you've been drinking during the race, um, you're probably going to be a bit dehydrated. Um, it also gives you a good wad of protein um, for to help your muscles um, recover. Um, and there's there's you know sort of studies out there which show that um, if you have that good wad of protein straight after you do a, a long race or a, or a really kind of hard training session, and that's when your body's best best able to kind of use that protein. 
Um, and it will also give you some carbohydrate to um, top up those uh, carb stores, which will be dwindling after um, after your race and make you feel quite sort of jelly-legged and that sort of thing. Um, so it's a really good kind of easy option to cheap, um, should be pretty accessible as well at the end of the race. Um, if you're someone who's used to using kind of recovery products, you know, pretty much every brand's got one, SAS, High Five, Talk, Goodness Shakes, all of those, they've got their own kind of recovery style, either ready-made or in a powder form. Um, so if you're used to using those, by all means, again, there might even be something like that in your goodie pack, um, goodie bag when you finish. But um, if you have that first and then go on and, you know, have your whatever it is that you might have been dreaming about in the last kind of few hours while you've been running around. Um, for the, for the I suppose, top-end kind of athletes, the people who are, who are doing these kind of races every weekend, they'll be getting straight back into their training. So they probably will be thinking a bit more about um, their food afterwards and their recovery nutrition. Um, but if this is, uh, if you've been doing a lot of um, training and leading up to this, this particular event, or perhaps your first one, then, you know, give yourself a pat on the back and enjoy, you know, fruits of your, your labour. So um, whether that be a, a pie or a cake or whatever it might be. Lovely. Just everything in moderation. <laughs> so just just to wrap it up, we're gonna I'm gonna like totally um you know I'll ask you a quick fire questions on uh, the the myths and rumors as many as I can think of off, off the top of my head um and you just like put them to bed basically so um I'm gonna start off with the obvious one uh a gigantic bowl of pasta should you be eating a gigantic bowl of pasta the day before. So if you're someone who eats a lot of pasta and eats really big portions, fill your boots, but um, or fill your trainers, perhaps in this case. But um, I would, um, I would be, I'd be cautious of that, especially if you're someone who uh, actually doesn't eat an awful lot of carbohydrate normally. Um, you might find yourself feeling quite full and gassy and um, just generally uncomfortable. Um, but of course, there is a pasta party. Um, it's a free, free pasta party, I think, for the for the runners. So you might want to make the most of that. And the important thing is to have that regular kind of um, starchy carbs throughout Saturday. Uh, so that can include pasta, but it can also include things like potatoes, rice, bread, cereals, that kind of thing. And what about um, drinking pints and pints of water on the day? Should you be drinking pints and pints of water on the day? This is the one time I'm going to say no. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, you're just gonna you're just gonna overload your system. Again, you're gonna feel really bloated. Um, you're gonna need to pee lots, um, and it's not gonna do you any benefit. Uh, you know, in this case, uh, more is not necessarily good. So um, I would uh, make the most of tomorrow for hydrating yourself properly, and then on the morning, just um, having uh, having maybe a cup of tea, cup of coffee, whatever it is you usually have. Um, and maybe no more than um, sort of 250 mils, that kind of amount of water, and beforehand, and sipping away at it rather than you know, having a big pint of it. Uh, what about eating um, something after the race, eating something as quick as possible and jamming it down your throat? I've, I've, I've heard this done before, and I've heard people that the first thing they're going to do is grab a burger, because I know there's burger joints and places at the finish line. I've seen it and I've smelled them. But I've heard a couple of people have said that the first thing they do is buy a burger and just gob it down the throat. Should they be doing that or should it just be <laughs> this, nibbles? This sounds like the people who have been depriving themselves of burgers for the last few months in prep of the race. But um, what I say is, you, what most, I, it's, what I 
from experience, I find most people don't actually have much of an appetite when they finish the race. They're not actually very hungry. So they might have these kind of ideas to do that. But once they finish, it's, it's likely that it might take them a wee bit of time before they actually want to eat anything. Um, but you do need to, you know, you just think you've just, you know, run 13 miles. Um, your system's going to be all jiggled up. If you, if you do kind of eat something as kind of a, um, uh, difficult to kind of digest as something like a, a burger or a big portion of something, then um, you might feel quite uncomfortable with that and a bit sicky. So I'd probably go with the what I was saying before, like a milkshake or a pint of milk, um, and then um, having something to eat a wee bit later. Uh, and finally... Pint, pint of beer, glass of wine, or, or water. What would you advise if there were only three options there at, at the finish line? If people couldn't get a hold of a milkshake, for instance, or if they weren't getting them in the in the goodie bag, what would you recommend? It's obvious, but I'm just putting it out there. Did you say a pint of wine there? Uh, you could <laughs> if people are that daring and classy. Yes, they can have a pint of wine, pint of beer, glass or pint of wine. Or uh, a pint of water after the run. What would you obviously? I know what it would be, but what would you recommend? Well, of course, the dietitian in me has to say a pint of water. Um, <laughs> Not a pint of wine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know there are some carbs in, but actually, what, the problem with alcohol straight after a race is um, it actually um, it kind of gets in the way of your body recovering properly. Um, so certainly for those people who are going to be getting back into training quite quickly. Um, alcohol is not the best best way to kind of rehydrate. Um, and actually, although it's a lot of liquid that you might be consuming, you might be able to have several pints quite easily afterwards. Um, it does actually dehydrate you further. So, uh, but just be mindful of that. You know, um, when you're when you're thinking about what you're going to drink and eat straight afterwards, um, maybe save the the celebratory drink till a wee bit later in the evening. I agree with that. Yeah. As long as I get some, as long as I get something down uh, in down my throat in terms of hydration, I'm just happy to have something to drink afterwards. <laughs> oh right, hey, oh. thank you very much, Rin. Um, just before before we shoot, is there any any contact details that you know people want to follow you on social media or on a website? Is there anywhere people can can hit you up? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I um, I generally use Twitter as my um, social medium, um, so I'm at PND Consulting, um, and I generally put all sorts of weird and wonderful tips and hopefully inspiring little thoughts of the day and stuff, so um, feel free to, to follow me on Twitter, um, and my website is uh, pndconsulting.co.uk, and again, I try and keep that as updated as possible with update kind of articles and, and anything else that's going on in the world of uh, sports nutrition. Um, so those are probably the best ways for people to stay in touch and, and get some more info on this kind of this subject. Excellent. I should say also um, a big shout out to, to UK Run Chat because if it wasn't for UK Run Chat, I would never have been put in contact with Rin. Um, so if anyone from the UK Run Chat Twitter page is listening, um, thank you very much because uh, well, they all they're always going to be out there with like tips for anything and everything in terms of running. I've, I've seen people ask about what socks I should wear and people have answers for it and what what gloves people should be buying and caps and there's just answers for everything. So thank you UK Run Chat for putting me in touch with Rin and thank you Rin for taking the time out to come and speak to me on the podcast. I know it's, it's an important topic um, you know, with a big event like the Great North Run coming up but hopefully people who are doing events after this might want to listen to this and think oh maybe I should you know, do this as part of my diet, leading up to it, and hopefully to give other people ideas, me included, uh, what they should and should be drinking, 
and eating, you know, for next big events, not so much for the weekend, but um, for, for the next big event. So thank you very much, Rin. Thanks for coming to the podcast. You're very welcome. Hopefully uh, that's, that's useful to, to your listeners, and um, good luck to everyone on Sunday. Yes, good luck. Every- <laughs> I forgot about the Great North Run there for a second. <laughs> yes, good luck everyone who's running it. <laughs> good luck everyone running it. Um, do do your thing. Don't change anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna stress this. You know, I'm sure Rin will say the same in terms of the nutrition side. Don't change a thing. Go out there, enjoy it, embrace the atmosphere. It's it's it may sound like a long long way, but I'm telling you now. Once you get on the roads and you see the crowds, the, the race will just fly by. Even if you're struggling, the race will just fly by. The, the crowds will pull you along. What I will say is when you get to the mile, the last mile, yes, it does seem to drag and the tent seems to get to get away. That's just an excuse to just uh, run a little bit faster or walk a bit faster, depending on how you're going to get to the end. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again, Rin, um, and thanks everyone for listening. And I will catch you hopefully um, next time after the Great Northrun if I get past it. <laughs>